As you walk through the valley of the shadow of hell, you will see through the fog a bend in reality, a veil that is beyond your own comprehension. It's the other side, beyond the void. That's right, it's episode 303, and it is Voidtober, The Return. That's right, <laughs> third week of the fucking Voidtober, and we got five whole podcast fun-filled weeks. Actually, the last one is technically Halloween, so once we get to the, the fucking killer clowns from outer space, you're going to be, we're going to be done. done, all right? We're you, done. You pieces of shit. Yep. <laughs> Stop milking off of us. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we were going to call this episode Voidtober Ends, but then we were like, that doesn't make sense at all. And this is going to be a good episode, so we didn't want to like. Oh, is it? Oh. Yeah. Are you a psychic? You know what I'm talking about, Christina. Like, yeah, oh, I know. Okay. <laughs> all right. I was like, Jesus, you're not catching on. If you're not, then they're not. Anyway, this week we're going to be doing episode on sequels, movies that came out after the first one. That, you know, didn't some did good, some didn't do so good, but they were kind of risky. Let's just put it that way. We're going to be doing The Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 from 1986 and Phantasm 2 from 1988. That's right. Two sequels that changed things up quite a bit for most people, although Toby Hooper might say differently. And I think uh, Don Coscarelli would probably say that, yeah, he had to switch things up and it was the biggest mistake of his life. So which was changing out the lead role of Michael with another guy, even though he really liked this other guy. But the other guy had stopped acting at the time. Oh, okay. The kid who played Michael is not the same guy who played Michael in the first movie, Christina. Oh, okay. She doesn't know. She doesn't have a memory. I don't know. He's He's wearing a mask. You fucking stupid. I'm just kidding. This is like the seventh take of me saying some funny thing to her. She was like, no, it's too much. It's too much. I'm not joking. This is, I'm being serious. It's all too much. Because like, that's just me, guys. Okay. It has no background in anything. There's no, she's the one that's mean to me, guys. (laughs) She puts me in the closet sometimes, bangs on the door mercilessly for hours on end while I screech in there like a dog, but I can't scream too loud because she put the gag in my mouth. (laughs) And then whenever friends come over, it's bring out the gimp and here I come. Or whenever it's time to record, I guess. <laughs> I'm going to get some hard pipe hitting motherfuckers to come here and tear their ass apart. I'm going to get medieval on their ass. Sorry, I, was, I had to change the words slightly because there's <laughs> there's some stuff I can't say. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> anyway, so welcome back, guys. Thank you so much for coming back and choosing our podcast as one of the ones that you listen to, whether this is your first time or your billionth time. You're the fucking legends, okay? We're just here to perform for you, and we thank you for listening, okay? This week, we got some things we're preparing, one of them being... We have a box of movies. That's right. A ton of fucking great movies, a 4K in there. There's some Blu-rays. Blu-rays, DVDs. We have it in the video, so if you haven't watched the trailer, and so, I think it's in a picture on the on the, um, on the the first uh, day of Voidtober. Some of these we have reviewed recently, too. Yeah, it's true. We actually included some stuff in there, like Isolations in there, and what else? Uh, there Brand like, Stoker's Dracula's in here. Yeah, so we got a bunch of stuff for you guys. Some ill final contagion yes there's actually some really decent like obscure shit too that you should check out you know always the signal we always have the signal yeah well that's the like last one of the signal by the way yeah oh it is isn't it yeah so whoever gets that you guys should feel fucking great because you know uh bruckner you know who did mm-hmm. the Night House and the fucking the new Hellraiser. Mm-hmm. He was one of the guys that did the yeah, signal. Yeah, the original Hellraiser's in here, too. Oh, that's right, yeah. So yeah. We, we kind of did a bunch of stuff that we did this recently. Yeah, yeah. Well, because, you know, when we get when we upgrade not? our stuff, also, we like to give away to people, like, um, our ones below it. Unless it's, like, something I'm, like, extremely big fan of, and I'm going to keep every iteration of it. Like, Evil Dead I do that with, and, like, Dawn of the Dead I do that with, and, like... But most of these aren't even open, so... Right, yeah, it's you true. Know, it's good. It's it good. is good. So, if you haven't already, please sign up for the BTV VIP Club. It's on the front of the page. It's also under VIP Club if you want to look at the tabs at the top under longlivethevoid.com. So, don't forget, do it as soon as possible, because by next week, we're going to have a winner. And if you don't answer us, we're going to give it to the next person. So, make sure you get it in there ASAP. We're going to draw it randomly. On next Monday. Next Monday. Yeah, good luck. And you have to be in the U.S. I know we got friends that listen from other countries, and I'm so sorry. When we get a plane, we'll drop presents over your country. <laughs> and it's free for all. Santa's. We've got that many fans, you know. We'll be the Krampuses of the world. <laughs> anyway, uh, also, I wanted to get, let you guys know that I just got accepted into the virtual press pass of the Toronto After Dark Film Festival, which you can look down. I'll put a link down below for you guys to check it out. It is going on between the 19th and the 23rd you can go to torontoafterdark.com to figure that out and uh, check out for yourself to see what screenings are there and what is available there is a lot of great stuff to be had so check it out you can also participate by either going to the event yourself or you know virtually online as well and you can book some of the screenings and things like that i'll give you a link to that down below but i will be reviewing a lot of movies this week And it would greatly help me if you guys could follow us on our YouTube, which is that's youtube.com forward slash beyond the void horror podcast. You can find that in our links below. Follow and watch some of the reviews. These are going to be movies that haven't even come out yet. So you're going to get early access to some of the movies that are going to be coming out in the future and finding out what I think of them. And I may even have some reviews of shorts and an interview, possibly. I'm I'm looking into it. But just please support the YouTube channel. It really means a lot to us. It helps us pay for the bills around here. So if you could do that, share this episode as well with your friends um, that you know and uh, the YouTube channel as they come in. Really appreciate it. Thank you. 
So how have you been, Christina? What's going on? What do we want to talk about this week that happened that was big? Well, before we talk about that, which I don't want to talk about, <laughs> we did finally start Interview with the Vampire Show. Oh, my God. Yeah. We're we, only like two episodes in. We forgot to talk it. about that. Well, no, because we've watched it since we recorded it? last. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know. I, I, I've been so busy. I just don't know what, what day it is. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> Yeah, I know. I'm like, I'm so like shocked. I thought it would just be okay. I, I didn't think it would be as good yeah, as it, it is. It looked like, like when I watched the trailer, I was like, oh, this might be good, you know, but I wasn't sure. Like, right. was it going to be really well paced? Was it going to be really well acted? And I got to say, guys, like, and shit. I'm kind of enjoying it more than the fucking movie. Oh yeah, totally one hundred percent. It's like, and it's and it's a little unfair in that regard because no, like, it's not. We the movie is how long? Two and a half hours or something like that. No, no, it's like two hours. Well, whatever. It, it's still we've watched the equivalent of of the entire movie in two episodes of the show, and uh, we're not even halfway through. The and movie. we're not even halfway through it, and it's like, God, man, we're not even like a quarter. This movie is not only bloody. It's show. vicious, it's charming, it's gay as fuck, which I have no problem with whatsoever, by the way. I actually think it works. It works better. It works better now that Lestat is like, and like Louis have that bond. Like it actually makes There's that connection. way more sense. Yeah. Like the, the animosity between them makes more sense. Like everything. It's like it all just fell into place. Yeah. The story's better too. And granted, you know, everybody has their own different thing that they like about the, the fucking, you know, the original movie if they like it at all. But I highly recommend you guys at least give it just two watch, episodes. No, the first episode. Just watch yeah, the true. first episode. And if you don't think you can handle after the first episode, then let us know and we'll we'll yell at you. Um, I know that, you know, some people are freaking out about it, saying it's like, ah, and Rice is rolling over in her grave. Guess what? She just fucking, watch it. Yeah, don't God, listen to those just, people. Just watch it and then you can just watch the first episode. You can judge it for yourself. Right. But anyway, we also watched another movie, a big popular fucking franchise that uh ends <laughs> allegedly i think yeah he killed the franchise with this one maybe <laughs> anyway there's people that have been cutting each other's throats in the streets over this movie uh literally becoming the spirit the evil spirit because of how bad this was written <laughs> it's escaped the film and into the streets now so no i was not a fan of the halloween ends movie and i won't spoil anything for you don't worry but uh, there are a lot of people on both sides that have no understanding of each side. They're both like, I don't really get it. I thought it was great. This is the most genius movie I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm going to tell my kids. People are literally starting a new religion uh, to honor David Gordon Green. Like, just <laughs> because he's so great. <laughs> well, others are trying to kill him. Okay? It's divisive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. What did you think? You didn't get to tell anybody. Oh. Yeah, I'll pass. <laughs> she doesn't even like Halloween at all. Like, I loved that opening scene. I still can't get over it. And it, it just, I th I think that's what it was. Is, is, <laughs> I was so excited. We're not going to say what it is. Don't I worry. I got so happy and so excited. I know. But then like immediately I saw where they were going with it. I saw where it, they were going with it. It yeah. wasn't an original story. And then, yeah. <clears throat> A lot of people are saying it is. They're like, oh my God, it's so fresh and new. And I'm like, uh. Yeah, I've seen this in other franchises that are, <laughs> that are like this movie. In fact, I've seen it from its own franchise. 
And it's a pariah of a movie in the franchise. Like, why you, on earth are do, people enjoying this? Do you think that's why they did it like like it this way though? Because because of the uh, the other ones, dude. It just they're just know, following it, the flow. These days, you never know, right? Like, I've seen movies that would do this exact same thing with the lore. And people would be like, oh, my God, this is the worst, cheapest fucking garbage I've ever seen. Like, there's two franchises that I can name that have pulled this sort of trick. This movie did it in a trilogy. (laughs) Well, these (laughs) other movies did it like the sixth iteration, the fifth or ninth iteration and another one. And like, so it's really surprising to me. And I totally appreciate the angle that they're trying to sell in this movie, but. I just don't think they delivered it. I think they did a terrible job, and it's upsetting to me. <laughs> I'm comparing it to the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy. Oh, yeah, that's right. You know right. what I mean? Like, because there was Batman Begins and then Dark Knight. I don't know. Batman then... Begins is way better than 2018. Sorry. No, I'm not saying, like, I'm saying, like, it's the concept. because oh, bat going to hit me. Because it's the same thing. They've made this Batman movie before they're remaking it. They've made this Halloween movie before they're right. continuing it. I get Like, you. that's what I'm saying. In the dark, like, to me, The Dark Knight was a brilliant film. I really liked Halloween Kills. I thought it was a good movie. And then, of course, you but know, the third brilliant. one. It's not brilliant. Kills well, isn't brilliant. But I see you know, what you... Never I'm, mind. I'm trying to... But, you know, Christina, forget it. This get... is why I can't, like... <laughs> I'm just I'm trying to explain myself. I'm just all but... I was trying to say, I, and I don't know. I understand people know what I'm saying. That the first one people liked but didn't love. The second one people, a lot of people liked, and or you know us, we liked, right? But not a lot of people did like it. That's why it's not a perfect comparison. Do you understand? Because a lot of people hated kills, Christina. Okay. So I'm just saying, like, it's not a perfect analogy because of that reason alone. Okay. There's some people that like ends more than the first one. And some people who hate kills put it on the last and then said it's worse than ends. It's just whatever you like. Personally, I've always felt that the franchise was about Michael Myers. Turns out it's not. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. Anyway, go love my shotgun. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so, yeah, that's all we're going to say about that. Just be nice to each other, guys. Some people are stupid and they don't realize what they're doing or saying. Josh and Justin and Jason. (laughs) (laughs) No, but we might be doing a spoiler um, discussion. I might include Jason in that, too, from Sinister Cinema Reviews. But I did kind of briefly talk to um, Josh Etner from the Bloody Good Film Podcast. And uh, me and him tend to uh, disagree on some things sometimes. And when we do, we're very passionate about it. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I already know where he lives, and I'm going to find out a little bit more. And I might dox him on the fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I, he's not. I'm not telling you what his opinion is. <laughs> but we might, we might have a discussion about it on a YouTube video just for funsies. I don't know how it's going to go. I, I, I get, We get it organized with it. Mm-hmm. So if you guys are interested in that and you want to, you know, pick a side or whatever, you're welcome to do that. Nobody's right. We're just having opinions. We're friends enough that we wouldn't kill each other. So (laughs) anyway, so we'll see if we do that. If you guys are interested, let us know. Anyway, I think it might be that time. What time is it? Horror shots.
So we got to make this quick. We had a long intro there, guys. Oh, good. It's fine. <laughs> so we decided to pick the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 in the movie, Chop Top Mosley, is actually scratching his head with a unknown item. And you're like, what is that? Oh, it's an abortion stick. It's called a coat hanger. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the good old abortion yeah, jokes. That's the best ones. Huh? <laughs> They're the best. Anyway, we'll talk about Jesus later. But this is a shot that we decided that was kind of a collaboration of different ideas. For one, we didn't know what we were going to do for a shot. We were going to do like the custard sort of thing for the phantasm shot where it would have like the yellow custardy looking blood, blood. that the, the that tall, the man, tall man has. Yeah. And all of his minions and shit. And so, but we didn't have anything that would be the same coloration, but I did have someone stop by our Twitch stream and say, Hey, you should put Jolly Ranchers in one of your drinks and one of the horror shots. And I was like, that's a really good idea. I was like, well, we'd have to like blend it down or something because I don't want to choke on a Jolly Rancher, you know, from a horror shot and die. You know, this is all we have left of the podcast. Um, I didn't edit it and uh, he dies at the end. Just a spoiler alert. <laughs> You're supposed to put Jolly Ranchers in Zima. That's a very 90s thing. Well, we found a drink called a coat hanger, which was with tequila, triple sec and Bacardi. Bacardi. No, I no, from the original. I'm saying. It was like three oh, ingredients, so we tried to get as close to that as we could, but we didn't have tequila, so we used Bacardi, and we poured it in with three Jolly Ranchers and let it sit at the bottom of the cup for a long period of time until it turned the Bacardi blue, and then we got some Svedka, mango, pineapple, vodka, and mixed them together. And we're going to see how it so tastes. So it's blue raspberry Jolly Ranchers mixed in Bacardi, one part each of the mango pineapple and the Bacardi with blue Raz flavor in it. And it's called a coat hanger. Check it. <sighs> Oof. That's sweet. Oh, that's tart. Huh? I have a diabetic fucking seizure. It's tart. I can taste the blue raspberry though. Could you taste pineapple? Mm. Pineapple is a little strong, but it's probably because of the Bacardi. Maybe. I don't know. Bacardi and vodka go well together. <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I mean, we've done it before, actually. But anyway, if you would like to try a coat hanger or an abortion stick, all you have to do is go to longlivedevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shots section now. That's it for horror shots. All right, guys. So let's continue Voidtober The Return with two sequels of... The Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 from 1986 and Phantasm 2 from 1988. We're going to go ahead and do that right So Christina did the work for Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. That's right. A radio host is victimized by the cannibal family as a former Texas marshal hunts them down. <laughs> okay. Uh, tagline. After a decade of silence, the buzz is back, baby. The buzz get in. Ah! Ah! 
Uh, written and directed by Toby Cooper, who did the original. He also did Poltergeist, as you know. He also did Life Force, uh, Night Terrors from 1993. He did The Mangler from 1995. Yeah. He also did which, the- which is funny because <laughs> we're laughing. We were making a joke about Halloween ends and how there should be a Mangler for. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, he uh, he also did the pilot episode for Steven Spielberg's award-winning miniseries Taken, which we just got. Yeah, which that's why I put it in there because we just bought that. We, we actually got it twice. <laughs> we had it once before in a in a in a lot we got, and then we sold it off because it was like a really nice copy, mm-hmm. and we were like. Mm, we'll just then, sell it. And then I, I found it again at a yard sale. For two bucks. So I was like, yep, okay, here Yoink. we go. All right, this is also written by L.M. Kit Carson. Mm. He also wrote Chinese Boxes from 1984. He And he also was a producer on films such as The Crow, Wicked Prayer. Yeah, we need to go through those again, yeah. That'd be, that'd be cool. We'll have to uh, do a 90s month or something like that and do like a, I don't know. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, we have Dennis Hopper, who is starring in this. He is lefty. He was in a lot of movies like True Romance, Super mm-hmm. Mario Brothers, uh, Land of the Dead. He was also in The Crow Wicked Prayer. Yeah, that's probably about the same producer. So. Yeah. Uh, we also have Caroline Williams, who plays Stretch. Uh, you probably recognize her from Days of Thunder with Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. She has also been in a lot of other horror movies like Hanukkah. Veronica, uh, really? Veronica, yeah, she was a Veronica. Oh, that movie's terrible. Contracted for 2013. She was in Halloween 2. Right. 2009. Mm-hmm. We also have Jim Macedo, who plays Cook. He was in the original Texas Chainsaw Ma- Massacre, and he was in Hot Wire from 1980. Yeah, he's the older guy that you think is the dad or grandpa. Like the older brother or something. Yeah, he's, a, he's the one that wins the, the cooking chili, contest. The chili yeah. contest. We also have Bill Mosley, who plays chop top he's been in a bunch of stuff obviously yeah like every rob zombie one of the nicest movie. guys in the horror community you can ever meet right house, uh, we, house of a thousand corpses devil's rejects right and more yeah all he's those. Done everything. I did, yeah i didn't want to write a whole silent song. night i think it was like deadly silent night. night deadly night four where he was like <laughs> fucking frankenstein like That's it was crazy. terrible but i love him to death right <laughs> Uh, we also have Bill Johnson, who plays Leatherface in this. Uh, he was also in DOA from 1980, and is, he was on a lot of lots and lots of straight-to-video movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the budget for this movie was $4.7 million. Um, the, the opening weekend only made $2.8 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, so gross was like $8 million. Wow. So wow. that's a bad opening weekend. Yeah. That's a bomb. They definitely went over budget in this one, so that's probably why it cost so much. Because mm-hmm. they probably started off at like three million and then they just kept going because it was like <laughs> it was terrible and they just couldn't fix it. It was like they were playing the dike guy, the kid, thing with the finger in the dike, and they would just sprout a new problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what they were saying anyway. Mm-hmm. But what did you think about this movie, Alex? Well, I mean, you know, there are people who absolutely adore this movie and there are things about it that I absolutely do adore and agree with. But mm-hmm. as a whole, as a whole, this movie has like two or three scenes that I actually really like. The rest of it is kind of dragging ass, to be honest with you. It just doesn't feel as good of a Toby Hooper film as it could be, mm-hmm. you know? And once you hear what the original idea was, uh-oh, it's like... That one might have been even worse, but it's not good. You know, obviously this is 
This is the movie that Rob Zombie created his creative cauldron from. Which is completely obvious. Yeah, I mean, like, clearly, you know, <laughs> he fantasized about this particular movie, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. I just don't think it's one of the best of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But I think what really brings a light to it is Caroline Williams in it. And although her screaming does get a little annoying towards the end there, because uh, she will not stop. Like, you got to give it to her because she was a really good screen queen in this one. Like, mm-hmm. she, uh, her and, of course, Chop Top Mosley was really good. I wasn't a real big fan of this Leatherface, although there was some nu- nuances in this one that we didn't get in the first one that mm-hmm. were different and unique. And he took some risks. And they took some liberties with it a little bit. He's like almost childlike in this. Right. I mean, he is in the first one, too, but he was a little bit more of the more threatening force of the entire movie. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's just unnerving. And that movie, the first movie, of course, is pretty much what a snuff film feels like in a a lot of ways for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. It is in some ways what people kind of, in my opinion, I think it very much resembles a found footage kind of feeling. Oh, okay. You know, where they like these people like get chased through the woods by these like fucking backwoods guys, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's really intense and it's not even that gory, you know, which Mm -hmm. is crazy. The movie that just did so well, but this one is a very different tone. Now, Toby Hooper will tell you that this is supposed to be a comedy. You know, the humor was always in the beginning in the first one and this one. But this Mm -hmm. one is like way over the top humor (laughs) and Chop Top Mosley makes that that humor really deliver. Like, right. He is great in this movie. He just is like, you wind him up and he just fucking goes. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And and the cook is pretty good in this, too. But he's a little weird at some times. Like there's a scene where he's like climbing under a table for a while. And mm-hmm. it just, I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> Dennis Hopper is yeah, so weird. He's Dennis Hopper, but he's just doing one thing in this movie for like 20 to 40 minutes of the movie. Right. And I'm like, I don't know. I just feel like, eh, I don't know. He wasn't that great in it. It was good to see him in it. And it, it feels like it would be this ultimate showdown when he shows up in the beginning in the end or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it really doesn't feel that climatic. Mm-hmm. It feels kind of like uh, there's just a bunch of old dudes running around with chainsaws <laughs> in grandma's basement. Like, what's going on? <laughs> the chains are off and they're being weird. <laughs> um, there is some, uh, you know, some pretty cool stuff in it, though. I really like the opening of the movie. I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, that really impacted me a lot. Like, it scared me. Because I was just like, oh, my God, they can attack you on the road in your car, too, you know? (laughs) Like, when I was a little kid, you know? So, you know, it was kind of a big deal to me. You kind of lived out there, too, or, you know? I mean, I lived No, I didn't live in Texas. (laughs) Well, no, I just meant, like, you you had, like, windy roads. Sure. It was like country, so to speak. Spread apart, you know? Yeah, we were deep in the suburbs. Right, right. But we were only 30 minutes away from any big city. Right, right. But that's still some people can disappear easy. Right. (laughs) But this movie is not for everybody. It is. I don't think it's the worst in the franchise or anything. I just think that if you're looking for the scares, I could totally understand why people were upset about this back in the day. You know, like this is a movie that it grows on you as you watch it. Mm -hmm. Not a movie that you're going if you've never seen any of the movies and you watch this one before the first one, you're going to be like, what the fuck? 
Mm -hmm. Uh, And if you've seen the first one, you're going to be like, this isn't scary at all. Like, Mm -hmm. it's really not. It's completely different. There is a scene in the movie with Chop Top and one of the the DJ's uh, assistants that was really kind of scary to me when I was younger, too. Um, And the whole scene in the beginning, the intro, was kind of cool. But it just lost itself. And by the end of the movie, it really kind of, it really brings it to a halt. And this is the climatic fucking thing. It just feels like... They ran out of ideas and there's supposed to be these ideas that that led into bigger stuff, but it just wasn't perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how I, I feel about um, Leatherface in this one. And I haven't watched these in a while, so I can't really say like I'm not going to go. Oh, well, my favorite one is, you know, because it's just I need to rewatch them. My opinion changes, you know, over time. Mm-hmm. So but. This is still fun to watch. It is above average, in my opinion. Even if it is a little schlocky and silly and ridiculous, I'd still give this like a 6.5. You know, like it's not personally for me. Um, I would probably say I love the first one compared to this. You know, that's like a eight or nine, you know, like. And I even like the the remake of the the first one, too, because it's just so dire, Mm -hmm. you know, but. Uh, this one is not as gritty and it's just kind of silly, but I love Bill Mosley. So, you know, I can't hate it. So what about you? I just have to imagine in 1986 when the movie came out and people, you know, they've seen the original, everyone's seen the original, you know, VH, people would rent the original and then the, them being like really excited. Imagine going to the theater. I know them being like really excited because it's the sequel and, and then it, it's just completely opposite. Well, from, if you think from about it, the, the scariness and the grit and shit from the original. And this one is just so silly. It's mm-hmm. silly and it, it's kind of funny and it's not as like gruesome as like the original. And I just I just want to know, like, I we should have like looked up reviews and stuff from then because I'm really <laughs> curious because especially with Halloween ends coming out. Well, I mean, you it's, know 12, what I mean? it's 12 just, years into the future. So if you think about it, that's a long time between movies. Yeah, it really is. So I just imagine those people being so upset. Right. So upset about it, especially because it's coming from the same director and mm. writer and everything. And it is completely different. I'm sorry. This yeah. is completely different from the original. I, 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 I'm saying six, maybe 6.5, but it's just because there's a couple of moments that are really good. It is. And you could see um, where... Rob Zombie obviously got the influence from this movie. Sure, the spasticness. I mean, it's, it's not a bad movie for now if, like, you understand, like, the differences. Well, I'm not saying I do or anything, but I don't know. I enjoyed the movie. I mean, I again, I didn't enjoy it as a sequel as, like, some other movies. Well, the lore is there. The lore and, like... All the, they carry stuff from the first one into this one, right? So like you know the characters make sense, like you know what I mean, like right. But the story was like eh, with the radio station and all right. that crap. It was I love that radio station. But though. then I, I was I was thinking it, it was cool that they they did the shot of like the typewriter and a Rolodex and like all the just. <laughs> the dead technology which i i just i enjoyed that because like none of it it's like all of that on that table right now is in your hand like it's it's kind of funny but anyway what did you think of caroline williams oh you know she got cast because of her scream 
you know she got this role because of that scream. I understand it was annoying and whatever, but after a little while, I was like, okay, well, this is why she got the movie because her scream is kind of terrifying. She legit sounds terrifying. Wait till she got it. It's really cool. Is it the scream? I'll I'll explain to you when we get to the trivia. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, I didn't mind her. I'm surprised she hasn't done more. I thought she was charming. Yeah. I thought she was really charming and cool and like, and fun, you know, just like she's like, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, the set, the lighting and everything was a legit, like, that's what haunted houses look like now. Like, uh, you know, with all the fake skulls, everything was fake. You could tell everything was fake. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was just silly. It was okay. You know, whatever, five out of ten. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, that's understandable. You're a little harsher on these, and yeah, I'm and not I'm the not, biggest Leatherface or, I'm not or, either. or Te- Texas Chainsaw yeah, fan I'm either. Yeah, I'm not. Again, like, just like under, Halloween, I'm not really a big fan. Yeah, like, there's things about Texas Chainsaw that I love, and then but there's a lot that I'm, like, kind of on the fence about. You know what, too? The, all of the music in this was terrible. No. It was They not had the fitting. cramps, and they had Concrete Blonde, it, and they had... Yeah, fucking, but it wasn't fitting. I mean, the me, you know, it was in the general, 80s. the music's good, but it just wasn't fitting. They did Goo Goo Muck. You got to fucking appreciate that. Are of you course joking? I appreciate it, but not in this. I don't know. It just, I think it made it silly. That I disagree with. I mean, I didn't like the end song, the whatever Williams song at the right. very end. That was weird. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I love the aesthetic of the radio. I love, I love horror movies to have radios and stuff in it. Like, that's one of the elements I like in The Fog as well. Like, I love Adrian Barbeau. You can't do that anymore. In the the, the tower. and It she's... would be a podcast now. Podcasters. Yeah, or live stream, probably. Oh, yeah, live streamers. You know? Mm-hmm. But I just think it's, I think it's cool. I think it was that there's some elements that are really cool in it. There were some good ideas to do because you got to bring it forward. It's the 80s. You know what I mean? It's been 12 years. You can't well, yeah. do this rustic 70s thing. In the middle of the 80s when everything is literally changed dynamically wise as far as filmmaking and everything. Mm -hmm. But I also think it's straight pretty far away from the source material. Right. But, I you know, there's some trivia in here that might have explained some of the uh, stuff in it. Um, Toby Hooper, of course, I'll just mention, did not want to direct this movie, by the way. But there's some other things about it that we'll we'll talk about in our trivia section. So you gave it a five, I gave it a six or a six point five. So about a five point five or five point seven five for us. Mm-hmm. So, but and I'm sure people are gonna fucking flip out about that because there's some people that are like, "This is my favorite one." Well, good for you. Yeah, I mean, it's not. There's nothing wrong with it. I like it. Yeah, it's fine. Whatever. I don't think. I don't think my score is bad. It's just I was never a nostalgia. I don't have the nostalgia for it like everybody else does. Right. Um. But we do have some trivia, so if you don't want anything spoiled, there's timestamps down below that you can check out for our Phantasm 2 spoiler-free review. And then at the end of this, we'll tell you what we're talking about next week. But if you don't want anything spoiled, here is your warning. So, he, like I said, Toby didn't want to direct this movie. In fact, he didn't want to do anything as far as like creatively on that on that aspect. He mm-hmm. just wanted to produce the film. But they couldn't afford another director, so he just had to fill in. Oh, okay. And it saved him money. I think. Which, by the way, we got some fucking thunder in the background. It's very ominous. Yeah, we don't get that much. Yeah, it's like really scary out here. It's like that long thunder, too, like where it's just rumbling for like 10 minutes. For some fucking reason, this, with the storms we've been getting the last three months, it makes me think there's aliens in the clouds. I don't know about that. You know, or I guess it's just global warming. They could probably just like sit down here. Weird. They're probably in the room with us right now. Who knows? You know. Please take me away. <laughs> take me away. Yeah. Take me with you. 
Take me to another place. Take me. To, <laughs> not let Tennessee. me understand not your Tennessee. plan. Not Tennessee. I'm okay. I'll just not Tennessee. What, what is that? Uh, Lord, I made a big mistake. Arrested development. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know why that popped in my head, but anyway. So we have some other trivia, obviously. <laughs> Let's get back on topic here. This movie got an X rating, actually, at the first time that they did. And uh, they were like, fuck it. Let's just un- let's just release it unrated. Mm-hmm. It'll just sell it more anyway. It's mm-hmm. the 80s, right? And that didn't help it at all, actually. In fact, it fucked up. Oh. It fucked up because the ratings board takes grudges, apparently. And that's what a lot of the rumors say, mm-hmm. is that once you fucking go, fuck you, we're not going to fucking change our movie. They go, excuse me. <laughs> and then they, they, you know, they clutch their pearls and they get all mad. You've seen Censor, right? That movie? No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, they kill people. Anyway, um, but they, they, it did make it hard for part three to come out because they held the grudges against the producers for the for this one but it ended up not helping them cause them problems altogether. oh is that why the opening weekend was so low mm-hmm. okay it wasn't a big a lot of people were real not fond of this because they were not happy with the humor in this movie and like i said toby hooper says that the humor has been there since the very beginning mm-hmm. i see with the family right it's like yeah because they did have it at the yeah, dinner they table did. and they stuff did. when she was sitting down there like in the first movie right but i don't think it was as prominent as no this. i think people were just so aghast by the situation yeah that they were not focused on the nuance of the humor right and humor dark humor back then might not have been as popular as it is today right exactly uh but bill mosley however fell into line for this part between you know the first movie and the second one because bill mosley was trying to work at snl he wanted to be a saturday night live actor Mm mm-hmm and he did a joke skit called the Texas Chainsaw Manicure, <laughs> <laughs> which eventually one of uh, Toby's friends had seen. Mm-hmm. And he was like, hey, can I share this with Toby? And he was like, yeah. He's like, sure. Mm-hmm. And he sent it over to Toby Hooper. And Toby was like, he saw it. And then a couple of weeks had passed and and somehow Bill Mosley tracked down Toby's number and he hit him up. He was like, hey, so what did you think about it, man? And uh, he was like, I liked it. That was really funny. <laughs> He's like, uh, in fact, you know, if there's a Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, I'm going to keep you in mind for a possible role. Mm-hmm. And obviously he got the Chop Top role, which, by the way, do you know who Chop Top is technically? Who? Do you remember the hitchhiker in the first movie? No. He was the guy that like pulls out the knife and cuts his hand. Oh, okay. And the van pulls over and everybody's freaking out and shit. Okay. That guy is—it's his—it's his, it's his uh, twin brother. Oh, okay. So Chop Top is the twin brother of that guy. Okay. And an interesting thing on top of it is that did you notice in the beginning of the movie when the Chop Top's carrying around the 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 he's carrying around a dead person the whole time, mm-hmm. always talking with it and like being weird with it. Mm-hmm. That's his brother. That's the guy who cut his oh, hand. Oh, that's his brother. Okay. So he's, yeah, like he's though. literally carrying around his brother with him throughout the whole fucking movie. I'd do that too. They yeah. even included him, although it was somebody in a suit this time, you know, like wearing his brother's outfit or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, on the front cover of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre too, which was, do you know this? Was a satire cover of Breakfast, The Breakfast Club. Oh, 
that's why it looks familiar. Yeah, because that came out what eighty five. Yeah, it was around that yeah. time. So oh, they that's they thought funny. It was, yeah, that that's you know. funny. So the the humor was definitely always kind of like oh part God, of it. I, I gotta look. I'm looking right now. It's it's a, it's identical. It's pretty much the same thing. Uh huh. That's crazy. It's crazy. Also, Joe Bob Briggs had a cameo in this movie, but uh, they cut it from the from the final cut. Oh, really? Yeah, well, partly because Joe Bob Briggs was like one of the biggest, most vocal people about fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh-huh. He was like, dude, this is like the best fucking movie that's ever been made. Mm-hmm. And I don't disagree necessarily. It may not be my favorite film, but mm-hmm. I think for horror films and how pure it was. Right. Just from a fucking film standpoint and just how well they got it done, like the scares. Mm hmm for that time and how far ahead it was for movies at that time. Mm-hmm. It's some raw fucking shit. So right. I agree with him. Right. But I think that's what kind of drew Toby's attention a little bit. So he was like, oh, let's put him in the movie, you know, but he, he got cut from it anyway. So. Oh, that stinks. And I love, am I spoiling anything when I say, well, this is spoilers, so you can say whatever the oh, hell you well, want. Oh, d- well, for Halloween Kills and how Darcy the Male Girl is in Halloween oh, Kills. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, see, I thought that was cool. Well, we can't talk about cool. what happens in it. No, I just say she, she's in it for like a split second, which is great. Okay, yeah. Also, um, Toby Hooper and Kim Hinkle, who were going to be doing an entire town of cannibals for the sequel, they had kind of pitched this idea back and forth to each other. They were going to call it Beyond the Valley of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. But the studio was like, nah. Oh, that's too much. And they got other writers to come in. Mm-hmm. When uh, Stretch actually goes to meet Lefty at the hotel, remember I told you, I was like, that's Toby Hooper. Right. There's a guy, there's a bunch of rowdy fucking football guys that are like rousing in the, in the hallways of the hotel. And like one of them walks behind her with a pair of horns, like a red hat with like a ball cap with horns on it. Mm-hmm. And then he, like, throws something back at the guys. That's Toby Hooper. So if you guys are looking for his little cameo. Dennis Hooper, his character, Lefty, was technically going to, to be one of the plots was that Stretch was his long-lost daughter. But they... Oh, they too cut, much. Yeah, they said that it was just... The end was too long, and it, it just didn't matter anyway. Mm-hmm. So they just cut it. But Dennis Hopper has has been quoted to say that this was one of his worst movies. Mm-hmm. But that's not the only movie he said that about. <laughs> and, he did a lot. Yeah, he did Super Mario Brothers. So he let's, did a let's be lot. honest. King Koopa as Super Mario Brothers. That's pretty bad. I mean, I love fucking live action shitty movies like that. Like, I, I love Double Dragon and I love fucking the Super Mario Brothers just because how bad they are. I, but I, th- that's not the pinnacle of his career. Are you excited for the new Super Mario Brothers movie? No. <laughs> we're old now I don't, i'm not upset about the whole voice thing I, I don't really give a shit too old to care about that thing anyway yeah exactly i'm not even a nintendo like junkie or anything you know i know you guys are out there like fucking committing sepica over their fucking <laughs> if they do bad in the stocks or anything so <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding like <laughs> oh, i have no idea anyway anyway uh, you know, I also like to point out like when movie quotes are in movies, mm-hmm. because I, every now and then I'll think of it. And this one I remembered. I was like, dog will hunt, which is Chop Top Mosley. Oh, yeah. What's that from? It's in Primus's song. Uh, he uses it for Jerry was a race car oh, driver. Oh, OK. Jerry was a race car driver. He drove it so goddamn fast. Yeah. <laughs> like that. yeah so it's in that song. 
Oh, you sound exactly like it. It's totally like Mosley's Chop Top song, dude. Mm-hmm. It's totally his, like if that's if there was a theme song for Chop Top Mosley, that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so I told you about Caroline Williams and how she got the role, right? I didn't really, I didn't really tell you, but no, you didn't. So Caroline Williams got the attention of the casting room by running down the hall screaming. See, busting in the fucking audition room. <laughs> Grabbing the chair from literally underneath Toby Hooper and propping it up against the door handle so that nobody could get in and continue to scream. Nice. And immediately they were like, you're the one. It was a scream. You got the juice. Her scream is terrifying. It It, does get annoying, but it is terrifying. Oh, I like her. I, 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 you know, she does get annoying with a little bit, but that's, I don't really even think that's her fault. I think that she's, that's direct. She's great because she continued to do it in those scenes. Mm-hmm. Like, Jesus Christ, she just kept screaming. Mm-hmm. She uh, also loved the role so much. And, you know, in the third movie, they actually put her in again, but they didn't give her a screen credit or anything like that. Oh. She played uh, a, a small, tiny role that she didn't get paid for, SAG wise. Mm-hmm. She also reappeared in Hatchet 3. Mm-hmm. In the movie is a character called Amanda. And technically, she says that that character goes by Amanda because she's obsessed with fucking these types of serial killers. And she's really playing the character of Stretch from Texas, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, who in the future is hunting down the hatchet. Oh. Hunt, hunting down hatchet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she just changed her name. But it's, mm-hmm. this, you know, it's all part of the lore. That's what she in her mind, she says. Right. So I think that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. She loves that movie, you know? Mm-hmm. She's just so proud of it. There was a big scene that they cut from this that uh, where there was like a, like a, the Sawyer family was like going out for prime meat mm-hmm. in the end part again, you know, where they were going to divulge all these things about the daughter and it went oh. on for too long with the, the, the cook running around on the table and getting caught on the butthole and... You know, uh-huh. and then they were doing the chainsaw fights. It was just too much. Mm-hmm. So they cut it out. It was like right before they like go to have dinner and they do the hammer oh, thing okay, again. Okay, you know, yeah. Anyway, so so I know I spoke up about my favorite scenes a little bit. If you guys are quick to catch on to that, what did you what are yours? Well, I thought it was kind of weird in the beginning where they had like the two senior or they were teenage guys rich white guys which white college guys with their with their car phone and they're driving and they're calling the radio station and then that you know they run into the the sawyer family mm-hmm. i did enjoy the part where uh, he he got his gun and then they started shooting at him and he like shot off his mask yeah, well, I he think shot it was the leather fit. Was it Leatherface mask? He was wearing that the the twin brother oh, on yeah, the front yeah. of him as like a puppet almost. That's right. So I thought that was funny. He cut that part. I love about that is when he cut the guy's head. Oh yeah. And that part was cut down in the original, right. and we got to see the extended version of that, which you know you see the cut mm-hmm. like straight in, through, right? And like in the, I think the one that was cut, the blood spurting out was actually the only thing left. Mm-hmm. And I always. Dude, that freaked me out so much as a kid. I was like, oh, my God. Can chainsaws cut that fast? <laughs> you know, like I was like, oh, my God, that's scary. You know? That's funny. Anyway, so you like that scene? Yeah, I like that scene. And then I didn't like the back and forth when Dennis Hopper shows up and then the, 
she like brings him the recordings and there was like back and forth right there. It was stupid. Yeah, that doesn't make any Ugh, sense. It was, it was, and then he ends up showing up anyway to, and convinces her to play the goddamn tapes. Well, maybe that has something to do with the daughter thing. Maybe he didn't want to get her involved. You know, that makes more sense too at the end because uh, he was treating her like a daughter, like towards the end. Right. And I thought that was weird. I was like, how did they get close so quick? So that's probably why. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of makes sense that he was like having this struggle. And then he was like, no, she's part of the family. We got to take this down. We got to do this for her brother, Franklin. You know, right. we should show the fucking wheelchair of Franklin in this. <laughs> yeah. And him like uh, having a conversation with the dead body. The part where the, the fucking studio, um, the radio assistant, redneck guy, uh, I can't think of his name. LJ, LJ, that's right. He gets like fucking Leatherface comes popping out and throws him down the stairs, mm-hmm. and then fucking Chop Top Mosley's just pounding on his head with a hammer over and over again, and he's like, "There we go, have some cookies or whatever the fuck he said." <laughs> that shit was it was funny, but like his legs started shaking, like he was mm-hmm. having convulsions, and that scene went on for so long that it kind of lost some of its luster for me. Yeah. Watching it this time because I remember being short and the the legs going and that always is freaky to me. Oh, well, I guess it's since it was the extended. Because that's real. That's not like the, the death twitch kind of thing, like where yeah. your legs kick. But he didn't die. He wasn't dead. No, that's the weird thing. It doesn't make any goddamn yeah, sense. Yeah, he woke up later, later on. Later on without yeah. his face. Yeah. He's got that O face. Yeah, she's wearing the ah! face. He's got his lips look all fucked up. <laughs> got Cheerios. Anyway. There was a couple of sexual scenes with Leatherface. Then he's sticking the chainsaw against Stretch's vagina and shit. Weird. And they're like pushing it up against her leg. And she's like, yeah, I can be yours or whatever. And she's trying to save herself, which was a little weird. It was weird. Um, and I think that's part of that is why they like kind of over-sexualize uh, uh, Leatherface in other parts and other movies. Because mm-hmm. he, doesn't he wear lipstick in a couple others? Yeah, I remember that. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there was like... Um, the next generation, I think it was, that they kind of leaned on that a little bit more. Was it Math- Matthew, Matthew McConaughey? McConaughey? Yeah, was where he his sticks part- his fucking electronic leg on that girl's face and then steps on it and you hear squeak when it pops. <laughs> oh <my laughs> Dude, that's just funny to me. I haven't seen that in a long time, but I remember watching that on a, uh, Cinemax a lot. We have it on VHS. Yeah, I know. I've seen it. That's I haven't seen funny. it in a while. Right. But. Maybe next year. So there's a um, the part that really pissed me off is what the fuck is Lefty doing upstairs constantly cutting all the beams? Like, it does nothing. I think he was trying to destroy the place. Right, but he was it's... trying just, to get it to collapse. That's what I got out of that's, it. But that's yeah. what I don't... Like. The third act of this movie is bad. Yeah, I don't know. It just goes on and on. And this on, is what I didn't like on. about the movie. Like, I like the first two parts, the first two acts. Mm-hmm. Like, those are fine. You know, like the mystery, the meeting of Lefty and... You know, then them coming to the radio stations, all great. But when they get to the fucking park, mm-hmm. I'm not, I wasn't really into it that much. And, you know, it was cool that they have a chainsaw fight and like they stab fucking Leatherface in the stomach and he like gorged mm-hmm. on the table and shit. But I don't know. It just, I don't know. And I guess, you know, when he shows up, when Hopper shows up, it's kind of cool, but it's anticlimactic. He's like, boys, 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 you should have never been doing this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like what? Mm-hmm. And then, then Cook tries to pay off Lefty. I'm the Lord of the Harvest. <laughs> like what the fuck? And then he cuts his butthole, which is like really weird. Weird. <laughs> so, <laughs> what did you think of the very, very, very end? Um, 
Oh, when they climb up the mountain yeah, and, um, and she's like the grandma, out. the grandma's out there. Yeah, I, I thought it was the mom, worship. but it's like it's grandmama. It's grandmama with a chainsaw, she's and she like, grabs the chainsaw and then uh, pushes Chop Mosley off the ledge, and then a uh, she's she's screaming yeah. the whole time. She's screaming the whole time, and then she. I thought that was. I was like, okay, they're gonna end it like that, okay? Because she's. Wailing around the chainsaw like the end of uh, the fucking original, but she's wailing around the chainsaw right. on the in the sun. Yeah. So I thought I was like, okay. That's it's cool. like she's the evil one now. The evil is passed on oh! to her. Oh my god. Oh my god, it's so Genius. original. It's so original. Genius. <laughs> Never done that before. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, we do have another movie that we're going to talk about, and that is Phantasm 2, which I did the work on. Phantasm 2 came out in 1988. It, this was another movie that took many years uh, to come out and that, uh, you know, the directors did not want to put the movie out right away. You know, both of them. They knew that eventually that it might happen, but ultimately, you know, it didn't happen right away. Mm-hmm. So what is Phantasm 2 all about? Story goes... Mike, now released from a psychiatric hospital, meets with Reggie and discover his dreams, the events from the original film, are actually real. And they both journey to find and stop the evil tall man from his grim destruction. (laughs) I had that little part at the end there. Oh, oh, that wasn't your voice? (laughs) No, I'm saying the destruction part. Oh, oh. Anyway, this is obviously directed and written by Don Coscarelli, who has gone on to do many other films and uh, obviously is very, you know, this is a special franchise to him. Um, Although he did stuff like The Beastmaster and uh, Bubba Hotep and John Dies at the End, which Uh there's a really interesting story about John Dies at the End that I heard from John Woo. Mm-hmm. who was the original name, but it's another guy now. It's like Jason something Lang. Mm-hmm. He uh, was saying that Don Coscarelli read his book and loved it so much that he hit him up years before the movie was made to make the movie. Oh, that's weird. So, yeah, mm. that's how that happened. Hmm. Now, Don Coscarelli has also written, you know, about the same amount of, of films that he has. He's done pretty much every single one that he's actually directed, mm-hmm. uh, although he did survival quest and uh the ravager movie as well which i don't which david hartman actually directed mm-hmm. so it wasn't don coscarelli on that one we got practical effects guru uh, mark showstrom who worked on a nightmare on elm street 3 from beyond evil dead 2 before this actually sam raimi introduced showstrom to don coscarelli to do the effects in this movie so he also did amityville the awakening and a ton of other movies uh that you probably know and he brought a huge team with him as well which included greg nicotero and robert kurtzman so these are some of the best in the industry and they wouldn't be k and b without those two it would just be b (laughs) anyway Some of the stars in this movie is James LaGrosse, who plays Michael. He is the character that was replacing the original Michael in the uh, first movie. He's done The Drugstore Cowboy, The Last Winter, Foxhole, The Mosquito Coast. He's on The Blue Bloods. He's been on there for three years or whatever. And then uh, many more. He's even in Castle Rock as well. We got Reggie... We also have Reggie Bannister, who obviously is the biggest part of the... 
Phantasm movie, just like Michael is. He's been in a lot of other movies like Killer Waves 2, Bone Jangles, Dr. Spine. He's been in Twisted uh, Video, uh, the, the band, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, okay. Zombie Family, Bloody Bloody Bible Camp, and many more. He's kind of like uh, the the Will- Ash Williams of the Phantasm. You know, he's basically mm-hmm. Ash from Evil Dead and Phantasm. Makes sense. Angus Scrim, obviously, the man, the myth, the legend who died back in January 9th of 2016. Also, I forgot to mention that uh, we were a little worried there for a little while that we were going to lose Reggie Bannister, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, that's his real name. Oh, okay. Yeah, he goes by Reggie in the movie, just like Michael went by oh, Michael in the movie. Right. You know. Um Angus Scrim, though, is was a big legend, big part of the franchise, the Dark Overlord or Underlord. I don't know how you want to say it. He did a lot of different uh, movies, not some big, some not so big. He did Dances with Werewolves, Always Watching a Marble of Hornets. <laughs> Dances with Werewolves, I need to watch this. Yeah, I know, like... <laughs> Not the biggest names, you know. Uh, A movie called I Sell Your Dead, or The Dead, excuse me. Uh, Automaton, Satanic, and many more. He was in Masters of Horror as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, We also have Paula Irving, who did Liz. She was like the psychic connection girlfriend sort of girl. Mm -hmm. She was in Santa Barbara um, from 91 and 93. She was in the Super Mario Brothers as Mad Donna. (laughs) She returns in Phantasm 3 uh, for just like, a, I think it was just a clip that they use for the for part two. So it's not really, mm-hmm. she didn't really do too, too much more after this. She did do Beverly Hills for a little bit. She did one episode of that, an episode of Growing Pains, and three episodes of Just Say Julie. But that's pretty much it for her. And then we also have, last but not least, Samantha Phillips, who plays Alchemy. She was... um a radio show, show talk show host and a rally rally TV host film and TV producer mm-hmm. actually quite a, for a while there. She does a, like a modeling agency and everything now, but she was the girl that they pick up on the side of the road, the hitchhiker. She was in sunny boy. She was an angel Four. she kind of like, it's funny because this movie, she, I think was one of the first movies she did like, a lot of nudity and stuff. And then mm-hmm. she kind of went on and did a lot of erotic films after this. Oh, okay. She was in Andromeda, the pleasure, Andromeda, sorry, the pleasure planet. Hit it, <laughs> busty cops, <laughs> treasure hunt, which has a bunch of bikini uh, clad women on the oh front. Oh my God. <laughs> and the Bear Winch Project, the uncensored version, the by the Bear way. The Bear Winch. Yeah, oh, I so. need to, I need, <laughs> dancing with werewolves. If we had one that was really story, I know me and uh, Brittany always talked about doing like porno like story ones. Uh huh. <laughs> right, yeah, as where a it was joke. heavy. Uh, yeah, yeah. So maybe we'll do that one day. But uh Christina, oh sorry, this movie was made on about a three million dollar budget. It made about seven point three in the US alone. Not too shabby for a movie. Christina. Oh, and there is two versions of the film. There's an unrated version that has like 10 or 12 seconds extra. Of blood. We didn't get to watch that one. I spotted it in the middle of the movie and I was like, fuck, this isn't the unrated? What the fuck? Anyway, Christina, what did you think of the film? Well, again, I'm not like the hugest fantasm person. Well, fantasm? Fa- or fantasm person. Clearly. And I was trying to... <laughs> I was trying to remember the first movie. I was having a little bit of problems with this movie. Could not get into it to save my life. Right. There was only like two good scenes, I think, and they both involved the ball. What's that called? What's that ball called? The sphere. 
oh the sphere the ball whatever you know like that's pretty much it um there was a love story of i couldn't get into was that in the first one i don't think so no yeah i couldn't get into that that kind of made it sour um there was a lot of explosions in this movie yeah there's a lot of action in general yeah yeah i meant to count how many because after the second one i was like god that's a lot and i was like oh another one another one that's a lot of explosions but that's weird and then uh there's a lot of cemeteries in this, which I did like because actually the cemeteries were all different. It was kind of cool that they were like driving around to each cemetery. So I was like, oh, it's just like me. That's what I do. <laughs> You're on a hunt around. for the tall man. Looking no big for deal. all the cemeteries. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. But I don't know. I really don't have much to say about this just because. You didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy it. I really did think it was boring and I was trying Alex, I was. Really? That's so you might, weird. You might think I wasn't, but I was. I guess it's just because I'm a big fan of the first one, and maybe I should have made you watch that one first before you watch this one. I think it might have helped. So in this instance, it didn't help, so I gave it a 4 out of 10. Really? Yeah. Well, I guess you're not 100% alone, but I think that's pretty low. Okay. Uh, lower you... than Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Yeah. Two? Well, just, you know, a little bit. I mean, me, I think this is fun. This is where Reggie sprouts his wings. Uh, I was a fan of the original one. I was never, like, the biggest fan. Like, I know, like, some of my friends are. Like, they love the first one because of the mystery and mm-hmm. just how, like, original it is, you know, because there's a lot of weird shit that happens in that movie. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of scary, you know? Like, there's a lot of really fucking weird shit. That happens. And the tall man is so mysterious and you just don't really know what's going on. Mm-hmm. This one sort of is making a little bit more sense. Like it it follows sort of a regular structure of a movie than the first movie did. It has a way bigger budget, so it's got a lot more of the spheres, which mm-hmm. I really like. And I think that was a nice addition to the franchise is to kind of up the ante on the like kill tools that they use. Oh, in the okay. Those spheres, there was only one in the first one. And in this one, there's like three or four. Right. At the same time. Right. And it's just really cool. Like they... They did a really good job with like the kind of like different things that they did with the spheres in this one. And they, of course, expand on that throughout the whole franchise. You know, it gets weirder and dumber sometimes. And, you know, like you get to understand what the balls are and why they are and, you know, what the purpose is of them. But they don't explain that in this one. This is just, you know, they wanted more of an action packed sort of Evil Dead 2-esque vibe going forward where kind of anything goes you know where they would just continue the story from where it left off i guess also is a different thing than evil dead but you know because part one and part two don't make they don't connect in evil dead franchise obviously but Mm -hmm. this one does from the first one so i liked that i thought that was cool because the the first movie ends on such a weird note you're just like what the fuck Mm -hmm. and then it's kind of dreamy in that way because you don't know if it's real or not and it's Mm -hmm. like cool i love that and it kind of left it open for a lot of ideas but there's so many cool ideas that happen in this one and they definitely have the money to get a little bit more freddy krueger this franchise does kind of seem to borrow a little bit from the freddy franchise a little bit right um but it is more of the beyond the void style kind of movie where there's like another dimension and these other things exist and that has always been appealing to me and movies so i just I don't mind this franchise. I actually kind of like watching it. And some of the ones that I didn't like before, I am learning. I'm They're growing on me. Mm-hmm. Ravenger is not a big fan movie. Uh, but if you're a huge fan of the franchise, 
there are some pretty cool nuggets in there that lore wise explain things. It's not the best looking movie in the franchise, but this one's kind of like that because they replace the character of Michael with somebody else. And I think he does a really good job. Like, I think if he were to have left off with this, they could have done stuff with it. He's not as serious as the original Michael was. I don't know. I like this one because it's got some pretty creative ideas. Reggie kicks fucking ass in this. He really shows that he's got the goods to be the like anti-hero sort of guy, you know, where he's kind of sleazy, kind of good guy. Mm-hmm. And he'll do anything for his friends and go to hell just to fight for him. You know, mm-hmm. it's cheesy as fuck, but they expand on like the like little dwarves and shit like that <laughs> and the lore on them and what's in those canisters, what's beyond the fucking, uh, you know, in the void that they go into with the tuning forks. And I don't know, there's just a lot to be had here. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that this is probably an easy seven, maybe a 7.5 mm-hmm. for me. In the franchise, it's probably like, it's pretty up there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I like it. I think it's fun and interesting. And I'm I'm a fan, though, so I, I can't see it from your perspective. Right. So between the two of us, that would be a five. <laughs> no, a 5.5. 5. Oh, okay. There you so, go. Yay. That's Sorry. terrible. I like well, it, though, guys. I'm a fan. Like I should have watched them back to back. I, I didn't think about it at the time because I thought you had. And well, I it's sh- been a while. Yeah, it's I know. It's been a long while. I've just seen it so many times, so I was like, whatever. Yeah. We'll just jump to this one, and it's fine. So, um, yeah, if you like, like, gory practical effects and stuff, you should definitely watch this one if you've never seen it. Um, there are some pretty cool ball effects that they do in this movie that are really unique and interesting. And, uh, you know, I think the story is a little bit more elaborated on. Plus, you know, they, they the kills are pretty awesome. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think it's cool. Yeah. So, and it's like creepy and weird and other dimensions and stuff like that is just unsettling in some degree anyway, because it's like coexisting with reality in these movies. That's the thing about Phantasm is that the whole world's being kind of like decayed as these creatures and the this tall man kind of soak up the land and take all the people <laughs> from each of the towns and turn them into ghost towns. Mm-hmm. And they ex- they elaborate on the lore a lot in this one. Which makes it very interesting. So, but sometimes movies can be a little lore heavy. This is a little bit more of the lethal weapon style <laughs> action fucking phantasm movie mm-hmm. uh, out of the fucking bunch, to be honest with you. Because of all the explosions. But it's still cool. Like, it's, you know, like, it's like funny at times, too, you know? So, mm-hmm. anyway, we do have some trivia that we're going to talk about. And, uh, of course, if you don't want anything spoiled, you can skip down to the timestamps down below, see what we're going to be talking about next week. But if you don't want anything spoiled, here's your warning. Coscarelli uh, did not want to do another horror film right away after the success of the first film. Mm -hmm. And he loves horror films, but he just had a lot of ideas that he wanted to flesh out, including the Beastmaster, which was pretty successful. They turned that into a franchise. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, which I think they just released the 4K of Beastmaster on Vinegar Syndrome here recently. Oh. But it was a it was inevitable that part two was coming. He had tried to avoid it for quite a while, but, you know, people kept bugging him, obviously, about it. And, you know, because the tall man wins. Mm-hmm. You know, the first movie, he just wins and that's it. And that's where he wanted to leave it. He kind of just thought of it as like, that's it. The mystery is out there. You don't have to explain it. But the fans just kept begging and begging and begging to see more. Mm -hmm. And I don't blame them. 
Now, it's not as good as the first movie, but Coscarelli knew that he had to start off the kind of same way that it ended. So when he was writing this, he was like, oh, I just picked up where it left off. And I was like, what was that noise upstairs? I'll go up and get it and mm-hmm. and get Michael. And then it starts all over. And like, you know, I love that they're like on the road, like out fucking hunting the fucking tall man. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it looks kind of cheesy, but it's like it's just cool to me. Right, right. Like, like they're on the offensive this time, you know, mm-hmm. and they kind of were in the first movie in some regards, but they had no idea they were what they were up against. Mm-hmm. The screenings for this were not so kind because they weren't the people that watched it hadn't seen or were fans of the original. Oh, see, confusing. So they didn't understand the mystery of it. So when they screened this, they had to make it more linear and not as mysterious. Oh, so that's why this one's a little more straight laced action packed. Mm hmm. Michael Baldwin was uh, uh, the original Michael, and he got recast. Mm-hmm. And Don Coscarelli was like, that was the biggest mistake I ever made for this movie, and that he shouldn't have done it. But he hadn't acted in a long time since that movie. Oh, so he didn't want to? Right. Well, a lot of the producers were pushing him to to to, to do new people altogether. Oh, that's weird. Well, it's a you know, it's bigger budget, but you know, he, he sequel he, sequel. You know who tried out? Who? Brad Pitt. Weird. For the role of uh, Michael, by the way. Well, it's a good thing he didn't get it. Isn't that weird? His uh, career could have taken another turn. You I don't know. know. I, wanna, I Can you imagine him playing the role? I just don't know. Like a young version of him? No. It's weird, right? It's weird. That's he probably said, why I didn't get it. They said that the other guy had more charisma than him at the time. Like, he just liked how intense he was. That makes sense. He was like, Brad probably would have done a really good job. I don't doubt it. He's mm-hmm. like, and it was cool to think back that Brad Pitt yeah. could have been in my movie. Right. <laughs> yeah, because you don't know with the young people, you know. He said James Gross was just like the perfect fit. And, and Reggie even had to fucking audition for his role. He hadn't acted since nine years. In fact, what he was doing behind the scenes while not acting was actually working pretty close to the subject matter of Phantasm. Oh, really? He was embalming dead bodies. Oh, wow. As an assistant. Uh-huh. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. So weird, right? You know, mm-hmm. like, um, he also did uh, 90% of the stunt work in this movie as well by himself. Reggie did. Mm-hmm. I personally think Reggie's the real star of this movie. He's the he's the blossom that grew into something more for this franchise mm-hmm. because he's in three, four, and on. And he's like the hero of the whole fucking franchise. Michael's there, but he's kind of like the mastermind and his brother shows up again. Wait, how did Reggie end up in three? What do you mean? Didn't he die? Well, it's all a dream, remember? They did the same thing in the first one. Oh, yeah, god damn it. Well, it's not that it's all a dream. It's just that... I forgot. It's a dream that can... It's like hell, but you don't really know how it works. Nobody knows how it really works. It's like a dimensional thing. Right. It's like you're you're awake one minute and you're not the next. It's to torture you. It's a video game. No. You die and then you start over. No. It's a video game. (laughs) It's like hell. That's the way I look at it. (laughs) It's a different version of hell. Where the tall man has trapped you in it and tortures you by making you run away all the time and mm-hmm. try to escape and making you think that you win. That's what I think of it. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Um, Purgatory. Kind of. Yeah. A lot of people thought the Angus Scrimm's character, the tall man, was the Reaper, you know, but mm-hmm. and I think in a way he kind of is, but for another dimension. Like, okay. I feel like it's weird because you notice like they get into it a lot more. But and I think part three, but the the little dwarves that they have are people that were they did it in part one. So when people die, they shrink them down into these little barrels mm-hmm. and they're the little things that run around. Were they only in this movie in the beginning? 
Uh, no, they, yeah, kind of in it's the beginning, weird. which I love that. Yeah, it freaked me out. Those are weird and creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, well, their faces are just so fucked up, you know? It's like, it's just like a distorted version of it, but. Mm-hmm. Angus Scrim was like all about coming back. He was like, man, I haven't done it in so long. But he's like, as soon as he got into the outfit, he said all the actors stayed away from him because he got really into the role <laughs> and he wouldn't like joke around very much while he was on set. He did joke around, mm-hmm. but he was like, people were a little nervous about him, actually. Mm-hmm. He had this sort of gravitas about him that like kind of freaked people out a little bit, I guess. The uh, psychic connections that they had with Michael and Liz, by the way, where she's like talking. What did you think of that? You never did say. Stupid. You didn't like that? No. It it was confusing. It Well, they kind of elaborate on it later on because him and his brother, Michael's brother that you saw die in the first movie, comes mm-hmm. back in the third one in some way. And he's like kind of a ghosty figure. And so he has this mental connection to try to help Michael and Reggie. As, it's like a weird confusing well i mean it is does the movie make sense at all like you know like what is he doing no. with these barrels <laughs> is he feeding them to people is he like running a fast food restaurant you know and feeding people dwarves <laughs> like yeah to the rich they look like fucking like a pile of fucking meat when they're in those things remember that one that came out barely the the little creature there's a scene in the movie where the barrel with reggie goes in the fucking portal he goes through the tuning forks and he mm-hmm. catches his foot on the on one of the tuning forks oh, okay and he tries to save michael from going in and one of the barrels falls over and ed gale comes out he's a famous little person mm-hmm. and is like crawling up on his leg and they're like oh my god <laughs> he just looks like a little like like a meat like puppet or something you know it's really gross looking oh it's all sticky ew kind of response is that it's sticky i was like ew (laughs) anyway there was the girl who played alchemy the girl that they pick up on the side of the road her name is samantha phillips which is funny because we said williams in the last okay yeah i was getting confused there anyway samantha phillips really didn't think she was going to get the role in fact she didn't care when she came in to the audition (laughs) and she just literally charmed the pants off of everybody in there oh because she was having so much fun Uh uh-huh and they were like she was so charming and she got a call and they were like yeah you get a call back and she was like wait really she was like i thought i was just being an idiot she was like i didn't even care she's like i don't even know what the film's about I still don't. I've watched them a couple of times. I don't know what the fuck is going on in this that's movie. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, she's not alone, but that's the best part about, you know, fantasy and horror and all these other I know, things. It's kind of wondering. Your magic it's, it percolates your your imagination, you know, make you think about things. You know, this is things the kids used to do back in the day, but they have it all done for them so they're so spoiled and they they like stupid endings to movies that make no goddamn sense. But, uh, you know, characters are barely in the movie mm-hmm. yeah and they switch things around and it's stupid <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of the sets well they're they're good like i said the cemeteries are really cool and they were all different dude so i found out about okay well first of all let me tell you about the mausoleum okay did is it a real or not is it real or not i think it's real it is not what is it it's a set that they did on really? a warehouse Shut the fuck up. isn't that great it was great i mean it's not like if you can see some of the tonal shifts on the, like the wall and the pillars, but it looked cool, man. Looked and cool. they really did a good job on that set. 
Okay, so the cemeteries. Remember we pointed this out? We were talking about yeah, the cemeteries. Yeah, because you were like, those aren't real because they're all dug up. No, I didn't say that. I was like, that's a lot of fucking graves. So I was like, that's right. a lot of work that they had to dig. Right. Do you know how they did it? How? They dug six inches deep and put black uh, like fabric down Uh huh. so that it looks deeper, deeper than, it, than is. it is. Yeah. Yeah. So the light would hit the edges at the six foot and look like it's like going in. Right. Further. Right. That makes sense. So yeah. so they didn't have to dig as many. Right. Also, on one of the graves, by the way, did you notice that there was a name on one of the tombstones? Let's see if you Not know. Not the tombstones, see but. See if you know your trivia, Christina. When he, they were cremating somebody. Right. Who was that? That was Sam Raimi. Yes, Mr. Sam Raimi. Yeah. They, they, they put the bones in the bag, but. No, who was on the tombstone? Which, by the way, he was also one of the producers. Sam Raimi was also one of the producers. Oh, okay. A phantasm too. So there was another tombstone though, and uh, it said Alex Murphy. Do you know who that is? No, I do not. Dead or alive, you're coming with me. What's that from? Robocop. Oh, okay. It was on the grave. Oh, that's funny. I don't know. I just thought it was cool. One of the most expensive things in this movie was the house explosion that Reggie, he's like, I got a family. And then you go, they oh, go back yeah. and it blows the fuck up. Yeah, that was one of my, my scenes from the beginning. Like in my mind, I'm thinking that fucking Michael did it. Oh, really? Do you know what I mean? Because like he wanted him to go help him fucking track down oh, the so tall he, man. He blew it out on purpose. He killed his family. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. It's a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy. He's like, oh, it was the tall man. Yeah. I don't know. And he's like, we got to fucking kill this guy, you know? He's like, and it's really fucking Mike. It might be. You know what I mean? Think yeah. about that. Fuck anyway. That narcissistic shit right there. Funny, a funny uh, little uh, thing going on here. They bought the house for $500 at an auction for something that they'd, so they'd move these houses somewhere. Right. And, you know, they, they'll, they'll uproot a house right. and then, like, take it somewhere. Right. And then they put it down and put it at this place and put it in front of a tree and, you know, set it up or whatever. And it was apparently by an airport, so they had to get a fire marshal to approve it. Mm-hmm. And the fire marshal was being a dick about it at first because they really wanted to do a big explosion, like a huge one. Mm-hmm. And the fire marshal was like, yeah, it can't be that big. And he was like, by the way, what uh, movie are you guys making out here anyway? He's like, oh, we're, we're doing Phantasm 2. Like, you ever heard of the horror movie? He was like, Phantasm 2, really? He's like, blow it up. I don't give a fuck how big it is. Blow it to shit. Oh, good. It was a fan. So they were like, yeah, yeah, let's blow it to shit. (laughs) And that's when the fire marshal got killed. So that was not. He did get killed on the set. You're lying. You're fucking with me like you always do with the trivia. You can't get away with it anymore. I did it terrible, though. That was not a good attempt. You almost got me, but you didn't. I did it too quick. No, you didn't. You were good. That was I good. I should have been. I should have been. No, it was good. I should have been good. like, you know what happened though? And then you would have been like, oh, No, no, because then I immediately would have been like, <laughs> no, I don't know what happened because it probably didn't happen. Do you know what kind of car they were driving? Reggie had? This car is the shit, Oh, the, the Barracuda? Way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's got a Hemi in it. It's like a, a very rare car. You know my uh my mom had one. Really? Yes. That's so cool. For about they call them Hemi Kudas. Uh, you even mm-hmm. they even show it in the in the movie actually. But they he was like, man, I gotta go blow one of these up, and everybody's like, you know, people pay a lot of money for these things. You can't just go blowing one up. <laughs> and he's like, I know, but we have to. We like <laughs> we have no other way to do it. So I'm sure they could have. Yeah, they, they, they probably could have like stole another vehicle and flipped it or something. Yeah. But in the scene where he's chasing after the tall man and they flip it, it's a old uh, junked uh, Barracuda. 
and it was, you know, they just painted it and rolled it, flipped it, mm-hmm. you know, so. That's sad. It, it's funny. You bring back memories because my mom's Barracuda was green and white and it was an older one too. And she would always, it was freaky because even when me and my brother were in the car, she would always get stopped and people like wanting to buy the car from her. I mean, yeah. Like all the time. It's a fucking good looking car, dude. Yeah. Well, yeah. My- I wouldn't want to drive one because I would be scared that someone would break in or steal it or steal parts off of it all yeah. the time. Or, you know, that's like one of those vehicles that you just take out during the day for a oh. little ride, you know? <laughs> it was the family car. Yeah. <laughs> for you would. Us. This isn't. <laughs> Yeah, you you didn't go around trying to hunt down the tall man or anything <laughs> in apocalyptic towns like ghost towns all over the USA. <laughs> anyway, so I mean that's an iconic car, not because of Phantasm, but you know it is to me yeah. because I know that car in that movie. Yeah, just as like the oh fuck now I can't remember of course the Evil Dead one. Mm-hmm. The I think was it was a Cadillac. No, it was like a what Plymouth. Seventy six, seventy seven. I looked into getting one actually mm-hmm. because I was like, I, I could drive now. They're too vintage. They had one out here. They're too vintage now. Yeah, it is. It, it's like fourteen thousand dollars or more. Yeah, now they're like really expensive. Uh, soon, soon, my niece, Nissan Central will be worth some money. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a couple hundred years will be. <laughs> hey, that thing's still running. <laughs> anyway, let me get this through this. Sorry. So the dwarves they used in the film, they had a lot of them. One of them had like electronic um, animatronic stuff on it. And the, and the rest, they, they would wear masks. So in a effort to uh, save money, they decided that child labor would be a good idea. Uh-oh. It's not really child labor, but they were like, we'll just get our kids to like Uh-oh. act in the roles of this because it's a short scene anyway. We don't need to worry about it. And so they were like, okay, let's get it. They got the outfits on the kids and they put the masks on. He said literally in 10 minutes, they all started crying (laughs) and panicking and couldn't get the mask off and were screaming and and just couldn't breathe and shit like that. He's like, it was a nightmare. And he was like, yeah. So the next day we we, we called SAG and got some uh, little people <laughs> and it went perfect after that. They didn't cry. They didn't say anything. <laughs> so. He's like, lesson learned, lesson learned. We had to cut. We tried to cut corners. You don't always do it. Now, the the spheres that they did in the first movie, the the one sphere was made by a man named Willard Green, who had passed since this movie came out. Mm -hmm. And so they found Steve Patino, who decided to go buck wild and made like four or five different types or whatever that they use. And they use like three or four in the film, including a gold one, which he just like Don Coscarelli was like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. They also had, you know, just balls where they would throw. Like, so what they would do is they would in the in the in the mausoleum, they would just chuck it as hard as they could and shoot down the hall as it's going down. And then they would just do reverse photography to make it seem like it's oh. zooming, you know, at the at the same direction. It looks like it's coming at the camera almost, you know, that's smart. And then obviously they do the side ones too, you know, like, Mm -hmm. do you remember when the uh, priest gets his ear cut off? Oh yeah, of course. Did you know that he was laying on his back? Yes. In that scene? There's a whole scene with that where I put Jamiroquai. This is the Jamiroquai scene. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, they drop the ball next to his head and uh, yank, Mm -hmm. yank a string for the ear. Mm -hmm. So it just kind of. Oh yeah. 
I can it's, tell. I didn't know but that. It's, I didn't it's good know. Trickery it does look a little then. awkward, like I will say. Yeah. But I just wasn't thinking that. Yeah, but then he starts rolling around on the walls and stuff, right? Like the, the room, he he starts rolling on the room. Oh, he goes up in the corner at one point. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought that was cool. And then obviously, well, I won't even mention this scene until we pick our scenes. But um, what's one of your favorite things about this movie? Like. I did like the, like you said, the priest and like all the scenes with the priest because there's a scene where he's like drinking. He's a really good actor. Right. And he's like screaming about the wind and stuff. I thought it was funny. How dare you judge what the Lord says? You think you go to heaven when you die? The priest stabs a, a guy. You come to us. That was in White Zombie, their album called Disaster, the song called Disaster Blaster. Huh. They use that in that. Oh, they use that clip in that, that clip. song. That's a, that's a big popular one. White Zombie in a long time. By the way, that actor's name who played uh, the, the Father Myers character is Kenneth Tiger or Tiger? T I G A R. He'd been in a lot of different stuff. Like, I, he's been in The Avengers, Lethal Weapon 3, like a ton of stuff. He's just a big actor, working actor, you know. Mm-hmm. What other scenes did you like with the priest? Well, you know, like you said, when he, he got his ear uh, chopped off and the... The knife one? What about that? Didn't you say that? Uh, yeah, there was like a guy... It was this weird scene where there was this guy in a coffin and he's... he's it was the for, grandfather for, of Liz. Yeah, that's right. And he stabs him and then the, the, the wife walks in as the priest is stabbing his dead body in the coffin before or during the funeral. Yeah, the wife walks in and starts freaking out dude i love that shot when he turns like the way that don set up the camera or whatever Mm -hmm. when he turns and he's all sweaty and he's Mm -hmm. like oh (laughs) and he sees the the wife and you see it over his shoulder Mm -hmm. like that's such a great little uh segment right there and then she's like oh god what's going on yeah (laughs) and then of course he goes home like getting drunk and shit and then the fucking grandfather appears in his bed or whatever Mm -hmm. and he's like oh my god doesn't yeah yeah and then and then it appears in the mom's and then takes her right and she's gone so strange did they ever show her as a little person in the movie i don't think so i I get confused with the second one because i don't know if it's the third or fourth one that they the faces match with the people that they kill and stuff and they keep running into them and stuff that would make sense which is creepy right like yeah that's way creepy i don't know there's quite a few scenes that i i really like in this movie, um, the one where the girl, Liz, is in the corner, they go to that town and nobody's there and they go to the mortuary and go down where the crematorium is mm-hmm. and like there's this girl crying in the corner and he's like, oh my God, it's Liz. And then you see her back bubbling up mm-hmm. and this like snakehead arm comes up out of her back and it like looks at her and it's got the fucking tall man's face. <laughs> Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. And she's got the tape over her mouth. So weird. I thought it was cool, but it, it totally reminds me of Freddy Krueger style. Yeah. Like yeah, effects and bit. stuff. Yeah. But I like that kind of addition to some of the, the movie, you know, because it's cool. Mm-hmm. Anything for you? Oh, 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 I got one. Okay. So kind of towards the end, I think it was Reggie. He was he was holding a, a little chainsaw, right? And uh, I forget who walks up and he grabs a huge <laughs> One of the chainsaw. minions, yeah. Yeah, one of the minions grabs a huge chainsaw and the Reggie's face was funny. That's it was t- the Crocodile Dundee thing where 
he had a knife. He's like, you call that a knife? And he Dude, that's totally Army of Darkness fucking humor right yeah, there. Oh, yeah, it totally Sam is. Sam Raimi, you know? Yeah. Like, that's what I mean. Like, when yeah. I say it's got, like, hints of Sam Raimi in there. Like, yeah, you that can total... totally has to be one of his ideas. Yeah, well, the, the whole bigger chainsaw thing is goes way back further than that. Well, yeah. Yeah, and Sam Raimi gets it from, you know, I saw stuff like that in, like, Naked Gun or something like that. Crocodile Dundee. And, yeah. Yeah. That's not an eye. Yeah. I know what you mean. But that was later than than uh, Naked Lunch movies, right? Or was Naked it? Lunch? Yeah, the Naked Lunch TV Naked show. Gun. Naked Gun. Sorry, <laughs> I'm like Naked Did I say lunch? lunch a bunch of times? I don't remember. <laughs> I did like the part where the uh, he uh, Michael uses the ball on the tall man, and it squirts like a bunch of stuff out, and he's like, "I won! I beat him!" And then this like centipede thing pops out of his head. Mm-hmm. And that's when Reggie comes in with the fucking embalmer tool, and he had already pre-baked it with like oh, that's nitric right. acid or whatever, mm-hmm. or some sort of acid. Did he melt? Yeah, he just mm-hmm. melted all over the place, and his hand like evaporates on the wall, mm-hmm. and you know it's just cool looking. Mm-hmm. Fucking apparently, uh, Angus Scrim was like hamming it up at that part. He loved it. <laughs> he's like the process of getting all the makeup on sucked, but he was like, once you're in there. It's just, he's like, I was just hamming it up. I was like, that's so cool. Some old man, you know, like, mm-hmm. what did you think of the very end thing? You know, they left it on the dream thing again. See, I I had completely forgotten about it, so. Oh, they escape in the hearse silly. and yeah. the hitchhiker girl who's always been kind of sketchy that Michael saw in his dreams on a table. She's twisting her hair and it her all her whole scalp came off with yeah. her brain showing. He's like, I really appreciate what you've done back there, babe. You know, you could have left. You could have left at any time. But you stuck around and saved our ass. And then she's like, oh, really? And pulls her hair off and is like, she's one of them. You fucked a troll. <laughs> uh, you fucked one of those fucking like uh, meat puppets. <laughs> the wrinkly meat puppets. <laughs> uh, anyway, but she's dead. She shuts the divider between Michael and Liz, or, well, between uh, the two of them and, and Michael and Liz. And uh, they they wreck, and you see Reggie all bloody in the back of the window. And then Michael is like, it's all a dream, Liz. It's just a dream. She's like, it can't be a dream. Last time it was a dream. And, she, and then the separator comes down, and the tall man's like, no, it's not. You know, it's like, <laughs> and then Liz and Michael get pulled out the back window, which is kind of like the first movie, right? Oh, yeah. So he kind of leaves you on that mystery note. Oh, God, it was a dream again. He's just fucking trying to, like, keep that mystery going, man. That was the best thing he could have done, right? So, Mm -hmm. I mean, they were able to get other sequels out. Maybe not as popular as the first one, but, still cool. So, but, yeah. So, um, I feel like I'm going to have to remake you watch the first Phantasm and then watch the second one again. Yeah. Because I feel like you're just not in the mood at that moment. <laughs> and uh, like, yeah, honestly, I like I said, yeah, I wasn't. I'll be honest. Because, like, I fucking, I, 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 don't, I don't think it's the best film I've ever seen. It's just a good film. Okay. You know, I have always remembered it fondly when it was on. Because mm-hmm. it's like, it just kind of percolates your imagination, like I said. And I think that's what Phantasm is good at in general. It's just like, what's mm-hmm. going on? Like there's so many different layers to it, and what what happens, and the people, the minions who are involved, and like mm-hmm. why is there a girl that can walk around and be a minion, you know? Right. And then you not know for a long time. Mm-hmm. And did he fuck the tall man? Was it him inside of her? Like you know, mm-hmm. was he fucking Angus Scrim? Like I don't know. Like a question. Okay. Do you know? <laughs> 
All right. Remember when they were fucking and she's all slapping his head and shit? Yeah. Apparently they shot that for six hours while Oh my god. While fucking Reggie's wife was waiting outside Jesus the back door. Christ. Yeah. So she she really hit him. She was slapping his head. Jesus. She was like she said that she wasn't really attracted to Reggie. And so it was a little hard for her because she was like, Why is this young girl trying to hook up with Reggie? Oh yeah. And it doesn't make any sense. And then so that she decided that her character would have a bald fetish. So that's oh, why she's slapping I love your him. Head. Yeah. I she, love your bald head. She said it Yeah. Like and she's slapping his head. That was real. Like, she was really slapping him. Okay. So, but yeah, that's what gets her off. End of story. Okay. <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you so much for coming by this week. We do have a couple of movies that we're going to be watching next week, which are on separate platforms. Um, They're a little difficult to, to, you know, I wish it was on one. But one of them was on uh, Netflix, which is May the Devil Take You. And then, I think it's 2018, right? And then May the Devil Take You 2, T-O-O, which is on Shudder. It's a Shudder original. So you have to watch them that way. But these are, I really enjoyed watching these. I think I got to do a review of the second one, but I never did for the first one. And it was one that I came back in the bedroom and woke you up for. Oh, that's right. Because I was like, this was scary. Mm-hmm. And I think you're really going to like it. Okay. There is subtitles in it, guys. So just be prepared. But trust me, when I say Evil Dead vibes, I mean the scary kind. Like, mm-hmm. it is really demonic and fucked up. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of along the lines of Queen of Black Magic, which was the more recent Indonesian film where they had the kids on the bus and everything. You remember that? Mm-hmm. scary shit like okay there's some like cgi in it but i think they do it well enough that it's kind of i don't know it's really creepy guys like yeah i really like these movies mm-hmm. i think they well i think I, you'll see I'll, I'll explain it next week but i hope you check it out also by the way you can stream the first ever episode of interview with the vampire on shutter that's right right now yeah so if you just want to check it out and you have shutter you could do that and you can watch both of the movies hopefully you have netflix but uh you know hopefully you got some trials or something or already are subscribed but either way thank you guys so much for coming by and helping us celebrate voidtober for the third week don't forget to fill out your fucking vip club see if you're in a winner and uh thanks for coming by and as always long live the void